Hi, and welcome to episode number 189 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. My name is Andrea Jones, and I am your host today as we talk about the top reasons that you aren't seeing growth on social media. This is a question that I get a lot, so I'm super excited to dive in and really help uncover some of these things for you so you can move forward in your business and actually make some progress. Now, if you're new here, hi, hello, I would love to offer you a free gift, wonderful gift that we have created for those of you who are committed to learning social media and dedicated to using it as a tool to grow your business. It is a free course. You can find it at onlinedrea.com slash free. The link will be in the show notes and you'll get access to a complete social media strategy that will help you grow your business. We even have some goodies in there, like some done for you social media posts some captions and more. So check it out at onlinedrea.com slash free. Now, the reasons that you're not seeing growth on social media aren't what you think they are. And I think a lot of us have these questions when it comes to social media, because social media is so public, we tend to compare ourselves, right? We see someone else's social media account. We see our competitor. We see our friend. We see our neighbor. We see that business across the street. And we go, why aren't we doing as good as them? Why aren't we doing the same? Or we've been putting a lot of time and energy into it, And we look at it and we go, man, I wish I were getting more from this tool. I wish there was something different happening. And so today I want to talk to you through some lessons that you can learn as you're growing your social media so you can understand what to expect and you can understand why you may not be seeing the growth that you're looking for. All right. Lesson number one is that you are looking at the wrong metrics. You're not looking at the right things. Maybe you're looking at followers or comments or likes when you really should be looking at something else. And I want to use an example here. One of my past clients is a divorce lawyer. And the challenge with being in this space is that it's not natural for someone who is thinking about hiring a divorce lawyer or considering to hire a divorce lawyer to comment on social media. It's not typically how people engage with the platform. So to expect someone to follow and comment and like is not an accurate expectation for what you could or should be looking at when it comes to social media. So for this divorce lawyer, we were looking at things like website traffic. How many people are coming over from Instagram or LinkedIn and landing on the website? What pages are they landing at? What are they looking at? Are they signing up for a form or not? So when we think about those metrics, that's way more valuable than a like or a comment on social media, right? Um, You could also look at things like attention. So just because someone is thinking about getting divorced and they're looking for information, doesn't mean they're necessarily going to comment and say, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a divorce. A lot of people don't do that. A huge percentage of people don't do that. But what they will do is they will watch a whole video. They will save that video. They may even send it to their girlfriend or their bestie, right? So when we're looking at what is working for this divorce lawyer, we're looking at numbers like impressions. We're looking at video watch time. 
you know, making sure that we're looking at the right metrics so that we can properly analyze is social media working or not. Now, if we are looking at website traffic and impressions and we're not seeing growth there, meaning we're not seeing people visit the website from social media, we're not seeing people even viewing the content, then we know what to correct and what to improve. So example, if we're not seeing people visit the website from social media, how frequently are we posting it? What reasons are we giving them to visit the website? Now we can start analyzing why it's not working. Or if we're not seeing video watch time, where are we posting these videos? Are we posting them in placements like TikTok or Instagram Reels or um, LinkedIn Live where more people and more attention is just naturally going? Right. So thinking about what metrics you're looking at will actually help you make changes to your social media strategy that will help you see the growth that you're seeking. All right. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is you may not be speaking to the right audience. Okay. Lesson two is you may not be speaking to the right audience. And this has happened a number of times uh, in my business and with some of my students and clients. So in my business specifically, I worked for a long time with podcasters. And I love working with podcasters, by the way. Amazing group of people. I love teaching and coaching. But honestly, when I think about growth, I was seeing a lot of activity, lots of followers and likes and comments that wasn't translating into my programming. Okay, So it wasn't translating into our main product, which is the Savvy Social School. That's our entry-level product here at OnlineDrea, Inc. And what I noticed is that while podcasters are an amazing group, highly creative, dedicated to growing their shows, their budgets, generally speaking, aren't the same as other industries. Tends to be a hobbyist industry. Um, That's not always the case. That's my asterisk. It's not always the case, but that's the tendency that I was finding. So I narrowed my audience to talk to coaches and thought leaders and online educators and people who are out there with their message. And a lot of them, by the way, tend to have podcasts, (laughs) Uh, but they're out there trying to spread their message and they typically have a product. They have courses, group programs, mentorships, digital products. They have things that they're trying to sell. So they have revenue coming in so that they can invest in things like the Savvy Social School. So when I'm speaking to that audience, I'm not speaking to the hobby podcaster. I'm speaking specifically to the business owner who has a podcast. And that that shift alone has increased the success that I'm seeing from my social media marketing. Another example is recently having a conversation with one of our mentees in the mentorship program where we coach and consult and cultivate our uh, digital marketing strategists. So people who are in social media or digital marketing, and they're growing their business. And this particular mentee focuses in on lawyers. And this past year in 2021, she was really thinking a lot about adding in other professions. So lawyers, accountants, the social media strategy is very similar. Um, But she found that in her marketing on social media, The language that she was using, she had to simplify to speak to both people. And she actually found it cost her more time to do that. And her primary target audience of lawyers weren't really resonating as much as they did previously. So that mixed focus diluted her message. And now she's refocusing on lawyers only. 
And instead of offering two more niches, she's figuring out how she can double down on working with lawyers and potentially offer them even more support and even more services. As a lawyer herself, she has a lot of knowledge there, right? So speaking to that right audience is so important. And when you're not speaking to the right audience on social media, you are costing yourself growth. All right. Lesson number three, you're not actually taking action. This is a tough one to hear. You are not taking action. This is for my learners out there, okay? The people who like to take courses and classes and learn. Uh, we actually had done a survey in the Savvy Social School at the end of the year. We do, t- we do these twice a year. And the biggest response we get is that people don't have enough time to commit. So they're here, they like showing up, they like learning, but they're struggling to actually put things into action. So this is something that we're really working on in the school. You'll hear a lot about this this year, which is how we are nurturing our members and really helping them take that action. But a lot of it comes from looking at a giant thousand puzzle piece board and thinking you have to do all of that in the next 30 minutes instead of going, I'm just going to put a few pieces on today. I'll come back to it tomorrow. And this concept of not completing the task fully, but doing what you can today is a hard one to bite. It's a hard piece to chew for a lot of us because honestly, as business owners, we are overachievers. We like to get things done. That's why we're doing this business building thing. So to look at the entire picture and go, this is a lot. I'm going to set the whole thing aside to learn tomorrow is detrimental to our growth. And this is something that one of my clients talks about, Cara Lowenthal from the Unfuck Your Brain podcast. I'm actually going to link to the podcast episode in the show notes. It's called The Infinite 1%. The Infinite 1%. And what I like about this strategy, The Infinite 1%, is that it's small. It's bite-sized. We can accomplish it. Do 1% more today and you will be successful. Kara says, the difference between doing nothing and doing something is the biggest difference that there is. From zero to one is exponential growth. From zero to one is the part most people never do. From zero to one is the hard part. Kari uses the example of running a half marathon in this podcast episode and looking at the entire project as I have to learn to run a half marathon. And sometimes that's so overwhelming, we don't even get up off the couch to do it, right? We go, I'll start that tomorrow. And we think tomorrow's when we actually have to do the half marathon. But what if instead you got up off the couch and you ran for a minute one day, and then the next day you did two minutes, and then the next day you did three minutes? Doesn't that sound a lot more achievable? Doesn't that sound like a lot more tangible and something that we can actually do? But sometimes in our crazy brains, we look at something, we look at the whole project, and we think it all has to be done today. But you can actually drastically improve your life by focusing on just changing it by 1%. And the same is true for social media. Instead of looking at the entire social media strategy, you want to just look at how can you add 1% today? Or what can you change today that is 1% more improved than it was yesterday? That's the key to success. It's not about changing everything right now. All right. Lesson number four. Lesson number four is you are not being consistent enough. This is something I talk about a lot on this podcast 
Because as adults, I think this kind of ties into the 1% concept is that we want to be we want to be perfect. We want it to just be done. Either that or we get so distracted by all of the options. We try this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing and the other. And then we go, why isn't it working? It's because we just tried too many things. Um, so I'll talk about the first one first. We want it to be perfect. As adults, we want to do something. We want it to be done. And we don't actually want it to be challenging, not too challenging. So oftentimes what I see with new students in the school or even new um, clients is we come on board, we want to do seven posts a week, we want them to be fully creative, we micro edit every single post, you know, we want everything to be perfect and we put all of this energy into it being perfect. And so we look at our numbers for those seven days and we go, why hasn't my entire life changed from these seven posts? And then we pause. And we reevaluate, and maybe months and months go by before we try again, right? And that hinders our consistency. It'd be much better to put that energy into one post, post it, and then wait the next week and do another one, okay? One or two posts. It doesn't feel like it should work, but it ties into that 1% concept in that you're being consistent. And we see this time and time again in our programs where doing small things consistently is much more impactful to your business than doing huge things one time. Okay. Uh, Now, the flip side of this, I see people try a lot of small things, a lot of small things, too many small things. And they're constantly changing. I see this happen all the time. Their business name changes, their business focus changes, their products change, their services change, your social media names change. And when you don't have consistency, when you're constantly changing things, your audience is confused. Okay. Your audience doesn't know who you are, what you do, what you stand for, because things change so frequently. One of the most beneficial things for my business is that I've been consistently about social media since 2014. Okay, So when I started the business in 2014, I did a lot of things in the beginning. But basically, the first three months, I I played around, figured things out, landed on social media, and haven't looked back since. People know me for social media. Now, they may think social media for podcasts or social media for coaches... I can help them still. I can point them in the right direction because it's all social media. My audience knows who I am. And that's what I want to be known for. That's what I want this company to be known for. So when you're thinking about your social media strategy, if you're looking at it and you go, this isn't working, I want you to ask yourself, are you actually being consistent enough for it to work? Okay. All right. Last lesson here. Lesson five is you don't actually have a business. Oh, this one's hard. You don't have a business. I'm going to get on my soapbox for this one (laughs) because uh, this happens a lot on social media where you start social media first, then you start the business and you feel like your social media should feed your business and it should work the other way around. Your business should feed into social media. Okay. I'll use my business as an example. I have been in this business in eight years. Next month, it'll be eight years in this business. I only have 7,000 Instagram followers. For someone who is a social media manager and social media is the name of the game, sometimes I look at those 7,000 followers and I think, man, I really should have more followers. However, 
In 2021, my business made over $800,000. Okay, the business is blossoming. That was our highest year to date. So close to a million, so close. Um, That is a business, my friends. Social media supports it, but it's not the end all be all. So many people look at the social media followers as the measure and marker of success of the business. That is not the case. The case is social media can feed into your business. It's a part of your business ecosystem, but it should not be your business. We've actually had a a recent client who this was the biggest challenge. We pulled out every trick in the book. We pulled out everything we knew, what works on social media. And at the end of the day, they just didn't have a business. They didn't make a single sale before or after working with us. And that's because you've got to have the business first. And oftentimes when I'm coaching people and giving them that advice, I want you to try to build your business first and then have social media support that. Meaning getting some sort of client or customer the manual way. Like actually talking to people. You know, that seems wild in today's state of events. And you can use social media for this, obviously, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be a conversation. Um, My mom recently, for instance, starting a travel business, she's been in business for a year and a half, just now getting the social media piece together and blossoming because she has had clients already. She has clients, she has booking, she has things coming in. She doesn't need the whole kit and caboodle until now. Now that things are growing, she wants to amplify that, right? And I can't give you a number for this. I I can't give you a revenue goal for, you know, when you should go all in on social media. But I do think, I strongly believe you got to have the business first and then the social media comes after. All right, my friends, what did you think about these five lessons and the reasons that you're seeing social media growth? Whether you're seeing it or not, did any of these resonate with you? Was I preaching at you? Head on over to my Instagram at OnlineDrea. I'd love to continue the conversation there. Send me a DM. Let me know what worked for you in this episode. And I will see you back here soon with another episode. Bye for now.